Season's greetings, listeners. It's Christmas week in Oklahoma, which means by the time you hear this, my blood content will be about 30% sugar cookie. <laughs> this is also the last week of 2023, so we're all looking ahead for what 2024 has in store for us. If you're hoping to get your new year started on the right foot, how about a first day hike at one of our many great state parks? Oklahoma's Director of State Parks, Sterling Zierley, joins the show today to talk all about it. We'll hear from him soon, but first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Provida Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Provida Wireless, the power of connection. Well, love them or hate them, it's once again time for New Year's resolution season. Mm -hmm. We already know a lot of people will be buying gym memberships, but that's not what we want to talk about today. (laughs) This is a travel show, and between the four of us here at Oklahoma Today, we see plenty of the state throughout the calendar year. Yep. For our question of the week, we're asking, what is your Oklahoma travel resolution for the new year? It's a good question. Is there a place you want to go that you haven't been? Some place you're meaning to check back on? Some specific event you want to go see? Uh, what do you hope to see and do in the state this year? Uh, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Um, well, I'm going to take my six-pack abs that I'm going to get <laughs> this year. Yes. And I'm going to get it. Um, and never, the uh, 300 books. Yeah, exactly. Read. And the 300 books I'm going to read. Yeah. And, uh, and the wealth that I'm going to build. Uh-huh. And, no, uh, my, I don't have a specific place that I'm like must go, but there's a lot of cool events coming up. Like there's a great art show in the spring at Wooler Rock, and there's um, – uh, Kane's Ballroom is turning 100 years old this year, and there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. But I think my real uh, resolution is just to be a little bit more intentional about traveling. Like, I keep mm. it's so easy, especially in our jobs, <clears throat> to just kind of forget that it's a thing that we need to go do sometimes. <laughs> like, because we're doing it for work. Um, and yeah. so we, but a lot of times it's so easy to just be like, well, I've got an interview at this place in this town. I'm going to drive to this town. I'm going to do that interview, and I'm going to drive back, right? Travel and like, as a break from work? What? Yeah, I know, right? And so I want to do it. Well, it's not even as a break from work. Like, I'm happy yeah. for it to be part That's of true. work. But, like, I just want to, like, be more intentional about being like, I need to go see. Like, I want to, like, I really, I keep saying this to you guys, and I really, it's real, a real resolution for 23 is, like, I want to take a, at least one day every month and go to Tulsa. Because we're Oklahoma City based, and we want to make sure that we cover Tulsa plenty. And so I just want to, like, take a day every month and go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like that's a resolution but like more broadly my resolution is to just be more intentional in that way mm-hmm. right like i want to really want to make sure that i hit all the state parks um not yeah. necessarily all of them in one year but you know as many as i can all that kind of stuff so right. just like trying to be better about planning yeah that yeah. makes sense uh senior editor carly Barra. um so i have traveled to western oklahoma many times for various reasons and for whatever reason it seems like every time i go it is cloudy and i never get to look at the stars and it is very very disappointing (laughs) so this year my resolution is to see the stars in to get rid of all clouds (laughs) (laughs) to destroy the clouds (laughs) i might have to go to the okey tech star party in kenton i think you should uh i think i should uh but maybe you should just write a feature about it 
Maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no just no commitments. <laughs> Everything doesn't have to be work, Nate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, but I could also just go. I just I just love the idea of just kind of driving around in the darkness in Western mm. Oklahoma. I know that sounds kind of scary, but also I think that fun. Sounds lovely. That's what's fun about it. Yeah. I just like park that. in random places and stop, look at the stars for a little bit, and drive on. Blast some classical music. Uh huh. Sounds lovely. I love totally. being I mean, out. It just in the panhandle, like remotely, because. I mean, just the rem- there's something magic about the remoteness for me. I know I'm a weird. I love the feeling of being alone. Type, but, yeah, like just yeah. knowing that there's not another human for many miles. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I love the flat land and the big sky. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. People are like, hey, Marianne, but I, I think feel it's like lovely. It's, it's less scary at night in western Oklahoma than it is eastern Oklahoma because of all the trees and stuff. I feel like you can see like around you. Really Driving well. at night in parts of eastern Oklahoma is legit scary because yeah. you're like, when is something gonna jump out? of these trees and Uh run across here and you don't so much have that problem in western that's true i don't know about driving around uh that when it's that dark but uh walking around yeah because i'm not a really good night driver to Uh begin with oh Mm. i love driving it makes me feel alive that's true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, photo editor megan rossman do you have a travel resolution for 2024 um I would like to go stay at Medicine Park. Mm, um, that's a good one. I've never stayed there in that area, and I think it would be fun to go in spring or early summer and stay for a couple of days and take some photos of that area. And also this year, I would like to finally use my park stay yeah. uh, that we get mm, for yeah. working at tourism. We get yeah. two days a year that we can go stay at a state park mm-hmm. for free. And I have worked here for many years, and I have never used You've that. never once? Never once. Really? Yeah. Man. Wow. And yeah. so I was, I'm like, I would kind of like to go to Robber's Cave or maybe Sequoia mm-hmm. and just great lodges, spend a couple uh-huh. days. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. stayed at Sequoia. It was beautiful. Sequoia is yeah. a great lodge. Yeah. We used ours last year. We used ours on our anniversary, and we stayed at the tiny cabins of Beaver's Bend, and those were fantastic. Oh, they are nice. Yeah. yeah I haven't stayed there, but we've photograph them I've, I've seen them right there next to the river they really are just the nicest and you can like there's a little kitchen like it's not a full kitchen but like there's yeah. enough you can like go to the grocery store you can do it cheap you can go to the grocery store and get food and just make your own food I think it would although be... if you go to Hocha Town and don't eat somewhere there's so many good restaurants yeah it's a mistake mm-hmm. but I just it would be really nice to go to a state park not for work yeah it is <laughs> it is really nice yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always there for work and yeah. if you book at the beginning of the year you can get in in October mm-hmm. just like you know, one yeah. of the nicest. We should tell people a pro tip, by the way. A state park, since we have Sterling Zierly on the show today, who's our great state parks director, and we love him. He's a sweet guy. Uh, we should tell people a pro tip about booking at state parks is that most of the bookings happen in March and April. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So if you're thinking about visiting a state park this year, for summer specifically, but really all year, like a lot. See, I want to. The go. vast majority wow. of the bookings, at least what I'm told from our data, is that the vast majority of the bookings happen in March and April as people plan for summer. Uh-huh. So if you want to go to a state park this year and you book in 2024, you can book now and you kind of have your choice of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's your there's your there's your. Well, state I would like park to tap. go to state parks in the spring. Oh, Same. The spring. That's when we went to. That's mm-hmm. when we did the tiny cabin thing. We did it because our anniversary is April 30th, so we did it like first weekend in May and it was perfect one weekend when I was at Beaver's Bend they had a great thunderstorm it was very pretty to see a thunderstorm at Beaver's Bend over Broken Bow Lake you know and those views out of the lodge there are great Mm -hmm. too man I love that park so much yeah good resolution Megan Ben what's yours well so 
in my time at this job, I still have not been out to Hochitown. Not not once. Yet. What? Yeah, you must be I the know. only one. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely am the only one, and not just in this job, but in the I entire order you state. I think. <laughs> well, so uh, I have I have been to Beaver's Bend uh, okay. many years ago okay. as a child. We went a few times. Okay. Uh, but I haven't been to Hochitown since it became. You we know, need Hochitown. to find. We need to find some kind of story down there for you to do mm-hmm. this year that you can. Yeah, because you need to go. I'm hoping maybe. To be in the uh, the proximity of it for uh, maybe the eclipse. Yeah, the up. eclipse on April eighth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My uh, uncle has some land uh, in McCurtain County, so cool. Hey, you know, bonfire at Ben's uncle's land <laughs> on at April eighth. Undisclosed location. Dancing under the eclipse. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I want, I'm definitely going to go down. I, I think it's too late to book anywhere to stay overnight, so I think it's going to end up being kind of a long day of driving down and coming back, but yeah. that's okay with me. Like, that is I'm the good So excited good to see that eclipse, I don't care. Is that it's actually within reasonable travel distance yeah. of, you know, anywhere in the state, really. Yeah. 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 So. so you don't actually, it would be nice to book room, but yeah. you, if you can't, yeah. but it's I, still possible. And if you don't, if you're, if you're not thinking about that, but you're looking for a place to watch the eclipse, I know that I, I don't think that details are completely finalized, but I know that our state parks are planning a lot of stuff. So like there's mm-hmm. a lot of state, like Beaver's Bend is down there. Robert's Cave is down there. Raymond Gary, uh, Worcester. Those are all in the path of totality for the eclipse on April 8th. So you can definitely do a state park thing for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, Sorry, we have Sterling on the show, so we're all excited about yeah. state parks. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and uh, hear what Sterling has to say. We are so happy to be joined today in the office, not over Zoom, actually over Zoom. in Oklahoma Today Podcast Central by Sterling Zierley. He's the director of Oklahoma State Parks and one of our coworkers, and we're very happy to have him on the podcast. Hi, Sterling. Hey, you guys doing today? I had a great day. Had yeah. a great day so far. Great we had weather. a Christmas party today. Yeah. It was yes. nice. Yeah, we were all sitting here talking about all the things we ate. Yeah, which was delicious. And since this is airing on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. we hope that everybody listening is also full. And I yes. hope, uh, hope you do not doze off like we're going to today. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what I was telling Nathan. I was like, I hope I don't. I'm like, I'm so full, so I hope I don't doze off. We'll do the whole podcast in ASMR uh, and put everybody to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it won't take um, much. Uh, no, the reason we wanted to have you on the podcast today, Sterling, is because it's winter now. Winter just started, and uh, it's not a time of year that people think about state parks a lot, but they're a great place to visit. Um, and so we hope that uh, as part of our New Year's resolutions, all of our fellow Okies will uh, re- resolve to get out into our state parks a little bit more often. I know that that's one of mine. Um, but one of the stories, one of the untold stories about state parks that I always think is so interesting and we don't hear enough about is the economic impact of our state parks, because they really do have a positive impact on our state apart from just giving people places to go, having protected lands. Talk a little bit about what state parks do economically for the communities that they're sure. in. Sure, and I'll kind of lead into this now. Yeah. My, we had uh, two interim studies to yeah. discuss uh, not only the economic impact of state parks, but our capital needs yeah. uh, that we have uh, going forward. Yeah. And what's, what a lot of people don't know is you know, we have uh, uh, 38 state parks. We have nine travel information centers, mm-hmm. seven golf courses, and six lodges. Yep. Uh, last year, we generated almost 12 million visitors just to those locations. Wow. That's three times the population. It's more than three times the population of the state of Oklahoma. Yes, That's and, amazing. And what's interesting is in these parks, uh, the tourism dollars that are brought in, we created almost 3,000 jobs. Wow. And those, so you can imagine most yeah. of our parks in rural areas, that's a big, huge economic oh, yeah. development sure. in that area. Yeah. And with that, we created about $24.8 million in uh, state and local taxes. Wow. Wow. So when you invest in state parks yeah. and invest in the local community and then 
subsequently the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. So when one thing to know when you go visit a state park, you're doing a good thing for the community that that state park is in. Yes. Just by being there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. You look at Lake Murray, uh, it generated almost $1.5 million, $1. million in economic impact, and they, wow. they create almost wow. 500 jobs just at Lake Murray. That's amazing. And so, and, you know, that's a rural area. Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you talked about some of the capital improvements. What are some of the things that, y'all, that you're looking at doing? What are, what's, on the, what's on the menu? Well, so one thing was when I first came in, uh, we needed to look at our capital needs list for all of our facilities, you know, cabins, sure. lodges, yeah. RV camping. And we got to looking and we spent the last six months uh, detailing those exact needs. And we mm-hmm. have about $350 million in capital improvement needs for state parks. And we're talking, and we're not talking about building anything new. It's just fixing what we sure. currently have. Yeah, maintenance. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'll give you a good example. You know, Lake Murray has a, a great cab, a great lodge, about four mm-hmm. or five years old. And the cabins are in this terrible disrepair. And that's some of the things we're looking at, not only that, but infrastructure. We have a lot of state parks that have infrastructure needs like sewer and water. Mm-hmm. And I know those are not glamorous, but if you look around Oklahoma City when yeah. you build a house. But it's it's vital. I mean, it's it's key. You know, I always think I always think about uh, whenever something is great, you know, when you go see something and you're like, oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. It's so much of that greatness is made up of things that you don't see. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't know to look for, you know, like I'll, I'll admit, if I go to a state park, I'm not thinking about the infrastructure. I'm not thinking, but the whole point of infrastructure, right, is that when it's done properly, you don't think about it. Right. That's exactly. the whole point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you have to stop and think about it that it's a problem. Right. You have a pothole, something doesn't work. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I feel like you're saying is we want to get that infrastructure up to a place where people don't even have to think about it when they're in the parks. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of places they have to think about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'll give you an example. You know, earlier this summer we had to shut down Greenleaf State Park because mm-hmm. we have a water plant. I want you to listen. This is was built in 1937. Wow. And it. If you, I mean, and it looks like it was built in not. I mean, respect to those <laughs> workers for building something that lasts that long. That's yeah, that long, you know. That's true. Yeah, but you know, we're, we're what eighty years into yeah. this, and it's time for a new. One. I mean, they, the staff has done a great yeah, job. I think we of, got our money's worth. Out yes. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you, you always hear the, the the term duct tape. Yeah. They, they were they were using duct tape to hold that together. And yeah. Just, we but literally we had to shut it down in the summer because mm. we just could. The water plant went down. Sure. We had we had temporary pumps and yeah. It was just a terrible situation, but. You know, in order to generate businesses, uh, uh, economic development in these rural areas mm-hmm. and for the state of Oklahoma, you know, the infrastructure has been in place. You, yeah. you know, you look at Oklahoma City, they don't, they just don't go build a nice house right there. Yeah. There's infrastructure that goes with that. Everybody mm-hmm. understands that water, sewer, electric. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, and that's, we have to do that to ensure that these facilities you know, be here for next generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much of that. I hear, I hear you and the other leaders here are talking a lot about that, about that very, that very long-term forward thinking idea of keeping these 38 state parks right. around forever. Right. Cause it's important. I mean, they're public lands. They belong to the entire, they belong to every Oklahoman. Yes. And that's what we always want people to know, right? Like these are your parks. Absolutely. They belong to you. They are here for you. Go see them. Right. And yeah. they, one thing I want to say is, you know, before, I, I worked for state parks for 23 years. Yeah. After 2007, uh, my, both my they're not boys now. They're men. They've grown <laughs> married. One of them has a grand, my, uh, my first grandchild. I think when you're the dad, you're allowed to call them boys. For yes, as long maybe as you so. Want. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, that's that was a big part of mm. my family, yeah. my life. Even when I was a kid, my dad took me to Lake Wister, mm. and and then that's and I just had my first grandbaby, which is a grandson. So mm. you know, you you kind of get emotional about that. Yeah. You look at that and you think, okay, look, I know what the parks should be yeah. and what they were. Yeah, and it's disappointing that we've gotten to where we are now. Sure, but now we need to make we need to 
prepare and make this a legacy. It's a legacy worth saving. Yeah. And that, that kind of came from a term that Arkansas State Park started back a few years ago when mm. they started investing in their state parks. Yeah. And, that, I mean, it's a legacy. So I want my grandchildren and other people's grandchildren to enjoy the parks like I had the opportunity to do, working there and as a kid. Yeah. And then my, my kids' kids. Yeah. And uh, so you can, I kind of get kind of passionate. I don't want a soapbox, but it's that's very, great. very that's very important to me to make this sure. This whole podcast is a soapbox. Yeah. That's what it's well, here that's for. that's exactly the kind of <laughs> yeah. person we want as yeah, director exactly. of state parks. Yeah, so. totally. Someone yeah. who believes in it. What was your first job uh, in the state parks? Well, believe that. So I, I started at, at Cherokee Courthouse. When I first started in 1984 for the mm-hmm. department, we had uh, museums. We had a few museums we ran. So the interesting story, I, I started my first state job in tourism in May 15th, 1984. I got married I like May, date. <laughs> yeah, May 19th. I got married May 1984. Wow. So my wife, wow. I, my wife and I actually spent our honeymoon at Cherokee Courthouse because we had a, a living quarters there. So that oh, was, wow. Yeah, so that was interesting. And then both my boys were wow. born. My yeah, first, that is yeah. interesting. And my first son was born at Cherokee Landing, and my second one was born at uh, when I was at Sequoia State Park. That's awesome! Yeah. Wow! So it really doesn't it doesn't get much more state parks than, I was gonna say, than Sterling? Yeah, Niagara. there was no one better to put to give this job to than for Sterling. Sure. For sure, Sterling. Um, I know that this is this is an unfair question, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a gotcha. And I'm sorry to be this hard nosed no journalist. Uh, 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 do you have a favorite state park? Do well, you have a personal favorite? I know it's like asking you if you have a favorite child. Yes, and that's uh, not fair. They're all, they're all unique, but I would have to say Sequoia because I spent most of my career okay, that's, there. Okay, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was this manager there yeah. for uh, about eight, <laughs> eight years and regional manager. So I was stationed in that area. Yeah. Both, my, you know, both my boys grew up there. Yeah. Even though my first son was born at Cherokee Courthouse, he was a year old when we moved mm-hmm. to Sequoia. So that's wow. that, that on that end, that's my favorite as far as What just, an incredible backyard yeah. to have for a kid. Exactly. Like, that's amazing. Like. Right. I just grew up in the country, and I consider myself lucky just to have had just any land, right? But to have a le- like something like Sequoia State Park is right. That is so cool. And just you know, and and you know that that's one of the things we did back in September. We tried to take we had a, about eight legislative tours. Yeah, and we're trying to get the legislators in that district to come out. We had a very successful tours. We had several legislators that came out to show them our capital needs. Mm-hmm. You know, here here's where we're at. Yeah. And, you know, we, we need to make these investments in our state parks. Yeah. And that's a push that's going to be going through this whole spring. And yes. Yeah. And that's we're excited about that. Yeah. We're really excited about that. And, you know, before I came back, I was uh, – uh, I did a lot of legislative stuff at the Capitol yeah. for 16 years okay. for public employees. So when Shelly and I were talking, I said, now, when – and I told some legislators, now, now you've, you're, you've got an issue here. I said, you've got – I'm very passionate about state parks, and I love the political process. I'm very <laughs> passionate about that. Yeah. So you put those two together – I was going to say, I mean, yeah. again, uh, yeah. so you're the guy. Right. You're yeah. just so exactly the right guy. And uh, so we're going to you know, be, you know, educating the legislators and, you know, uh, groups that use our state parks where there's, you know, there's this just a list of this, yeah. you know, forever yeah. that people access our state parks for yeah. one reason or another. That's so exciting. Well, and in terms of like bringing people out to the state parks, it's amazing. I think that's such a good idea to bring out legislators and see like this is in your district. This affects the people that vote for you, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's amazing. But um, in terms of this is my pivot, by the way, we'll see how good I do Uh, in terms of like 
another great way that to do that is to bring everyday people, to bring all the citizens, mm-hmm. as many citizens right. as possible, oh. to state parks. A and citizens. Plus pivot. Thank a you. Plus. <laughs> uh, and coming up on January 1st, we have a great opportunity to do that with first day hikes. Can right. you tell us about first day hikes at, the, at Oklahoma State Parks? Yeah, what's interesting, you're talking about yeah. this air on Christmas. If you want to start having a New Year's resolution, there this you is go. the first day. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah. You if you're like, this is the year I lose uh, weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Eat all that whole day ham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's time to work that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you that we have, I think it's 24 or 25 parks actually That's exciting. So yeah. To go, if you want to look at a specific park, you can go to travelok.com, mm-hmm. our, our, our website, yep. and it shows all of them, and, and they're all listed out. We have hikes either even for a half a mile. I saw one that was a mi- five miles. Oh, wow. A lot of them are having, like, uh, snacks and stuff afterwards, uh, oh, hot cool. chocolate. So, I mean, yeah, it's just a great, a great way to get out, enjoy Oklahoma State Parks. And generally, you know, sometimes January first is really nice. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. I mean, just uh, but we'll we'll have we'll be there, and I'm going to be at one of the parks. I'm not sure which one yet. We're I know several of the staff are going to go out, yeah. and split up, and different ones go to different parks. Yeah, so, uh, I know Thunderbird's a popular one. With yes. it being right here in the metro, and a lot of people can get to that. Yeah. And Keystone, same thing for Tulsa, uh-huh. um, are really popular ones. But uh, I'm excited. Support, I want to. Yeah, and Squaw's doing one. I know yeah. Lake Murray. I was going to uh, say I want to go Springs. out, yeah. kind of a little away from a metro a little bit, and do kind of a more. I rural guarantee one. you can within any place. In State of Oklahoma, you can find a state park is probably doing a uh, first day hike. Yeah. Uh, just like to go on the website. I know I looked this morning, there's several out west, there's, there's several yep. southeast, northeast, central Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. there's plenty of opportunities. And I looked it up earlier. If you go on travelok.com and click the state parks link, it's right there on that mm-hmm. first page. You can find where they're all listed. It's so exciting. Um, I'm really, really excited. I love hikes. I love, and I love, um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, too, because, again, we talked a little bit about this, but this isn't a time of year when the parks see as much visitation. Mm-hmm. But talk about some of the stuff that's going on in the parks this time of year that people might be missing out on. Well, you know, we just had Fawcett yeah. this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. That was really fun. Yeah, they had, you know, they had uh, it was called arts and crafts. Christmas at Foss? Yeah, or was Christmas, it called? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then they also had the Halloween at yeah, Foss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Halloween, so there's always different activities yeah. going on. One thing that's really neat this year, we have some parks that do uh, bird watching. Okay, we, we, yeah. And, and they'll, oh, yeah. they'll take them below the dam. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. eagles. There's, we yeah. actually have bald eagles. I know at Sequoia, they yep. have some of those down at Ten Killer. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a great opportunity to look at, look at that nature center and check that out. Or we have all the nature center programs. Yeah. And, you know, what's amazing about Oklahoma, though, is you. I grew up in southeast Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You, Whereabouts? At Poto. Okay. I love Poto. Yeah. It's such so, a cool town. The world's highest hill. Yeah. Great uh, town. Yeah. Great yeah. town, Poto. <laughs> Didn't know So that. my dad's whole family's from Hackett, Arkansas. Okay. So it's right over there. Right yeah, right. yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I, Fort Smith was a big metropolitan town. We, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but what's interesting about it is you, and you, you can travel and you go out and you go to Quartz Mountain. Yeah. And you see porcupines. <laughs> yeah. And then you go up, you know, Black Mesa, then you have the highest point in Oklahoma. Yeah. And you see the dinosaur. Oh, I love that part. It's just amazing yeah. the different terrain we have in Oklahoma. Then you oh, go, yeah. You go to Little Sahara and you, you go doom buggy around. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. And then you go down, you know, Beaver's Bend, Worcester, mm-hmm. and it's mountains and yeah. trees and forests. And compl- yeah. You'd think you're in a completely yeah. different part of the planet. Yeah. I love fly fishing. I've been doing it for years. And you know, Beaver's oh, Bend is a great fun. place. To, yeah. To trout fish and fly fish, and I, I was down there a couple of weeks ago, and it's just—I mean, it's, we just have such a wide variety of activities. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I mean, you could sit here all day and list them, and still you might really get them could, all. yeah. Beavers, but the trout, the fly fishing thing is really fun. I did a story about this a while back. Uh, you know, trout aren't native to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but Beavers Bend has one of the two year-round trout streams that Correct. are stocked in the state. The other one's the Illinois River. Correct. Um, so you can go down to Beavers Bend. This is a great time of year for fly fishing. Yes, because this is what you know. Rain, the trout are just. This is the kind of weather they love. So mm-hmm. this is a really good time of year. November. For April's yeah, really, and there's yeah. a bunch of stock trout trout streams this time of year. Yes, um, but my favorite is still Beaver's Bend, though. Yeah. 
Oh, it's so fun. The only thing about Beaver's Bend that's a ch- that makes it so challenging and makes it so hard is that it, you can't use a barbed hook. Nope. At Beaver's Bend. Oh, that's so... Uh, I had so many missed fish because I didn't have a barbed <laughs> uh, hook. I remember, I went to a guide school. Fly okay, guide yeah. School. You don't jerk back, you jerk up. I know. So it's hard to get used you, to. Yeah. 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 After exactly. a lifetime of fishing with those barbed yes. hooks, you know, you're just used right. to pulling and yeah. it'll set. But no, it's nope. real specific. Yeah, you got to pull up. Yeah, up. it's tough. So, yeah. That's what makes it fun, though. It is. It's yeah. Fun. I like that. That's yeah. a good activity. Yeah, it's great. Um, and there's some there's some great guides. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you know, we talk about economic impact. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about, right? Yes. Like, there's guide services down there that mm-hmm. depend on that park. There's restaurants that depend on that visitation. There's, you know, all kind of stuff. Even the Airbnbs and cabins around there. Those people are going into the park to have their fun. So, um, this is what we talk about when we talk about economic impact is things like guide services. It's interesting, Nate, because when I I first started working for the parks and they... That stuff wasn't down there. Yeah, it was Beaver's Bend. I remember this. Time Hochi Town, which is Beaver Bend's lodge, and there's a couple of convenience stores. Yep. If you've not been down there, Gap Restaurant was it. It was it. And you go down there now. I mean, it's just incredible. And that started. Because they started stalking trout and Beaver's Bend became such a popular See? area, yeah. and, and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, and it's just amazing how much tourism. You, you, I guarantee, McCurtain County, uh, tourism is their number one industry. No, yeah. hands down. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And that's because of, of the you know it started out with trout stalking so much trout. Of, just, there was a huge story in the New York Times a couple weeks ago about Hocha Town. Right. It was called it was something like Hocha Town, the town Airbnb built. So mm-hmm. it's you know that exact same thing. Yeah, right. it's just blowing up. I'm excited. I'll tell you the thing I'm most excited about for it's not just Oklahoma State Parks, but that part of the state is the eclipse in April. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we've got four state parks that are in the mm-hmm. that are in the path of totality. We've got Beaver's Bend and Worcester and I think Robert's Cave is and Raymond right. Gary is. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah, we've already started planning for that. That was I started back here in June, and mm-hmm. they were already kind of starting to plan that. And that, that's going to be very interesting yeah. how you handle that because yeah. we have a lot of people going to be coming into that location. Oh yeah, and I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great though because yeah, I went to Nebraska for the last one in 2017, and it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it was chaotic. <laughs> it was fine. I mean, there was a traffic jam getting out of town, but I feel like. It wasn't like an angry traffic. I feel like everybody in the traffic jam was like, well, yeah, we expected this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no one was, it was fine. Did you get a good view of the eclipse? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I looked right at it. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but yeah, it was like, it was just a city. But it was, we just picked a small town that had a city park, mm-hmm. you know, because we kind of thought small town, it won't be as bad getting right. out. So we just picked Ravenna, Nebraska was where we went randomly. Um, and just, they just set up in a city park and we took a blanket and spread it out. And when it was over, we got back in the car and drove back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, no, yeah. it's an amazing. That's what yeah. I'm. I'm telling People everyone, you have life. to go. Yeah. Go Just to southeastern Oklahoma for the totality because it's gonna be all of it in Oklahoma mm-hmm. to some degree. But I'm telling you, the totality is different. Right. Because like when I was a kid, we had like a 98 percent, and I remember it not being that big of a deal. It wasn't that exciting. But when I saw that total one, man, it's yeah. completely different experience. It's yeah. amazing. We're excited about that, and you can go in and reserve cabins and stuff. Now yeah, so we have that. I want to talk about that too, in general, just um, because I, you know, you when you work here, you learn cool, you learn little pro tips about mm-hmm. the state parks, right? So one thing I'm telling people is one thing I always tell people this time of year is like book now. Yes. If you want to go next summer, if you want to go in 2024, if you want to go next year, now is a really good time to book yes. because a lot of the bookings happen in like March and April. Mm-hmm. So like January, like December, January, February is a really good time to book a stay at a state park. And we have a lot of people who book a year out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, we have like RV camping books a year out. So yeah, I would start doing it now because I know this is only, this is December. Everybody's thinking about Christmas and stuff, which is great. But if if you're thinking about coming to the state park in the next 
few months, I would definitely book now. Yeah. We had a great time. We went for our anniversary last year. We went to Beaver Spin and did the, the tiny cabins. Mm-hmm. I love those things. Those, those are really neat. They're yeah. kind of perfect. Like you've got the little kitchen there so you can go, you know, in the grocery store and get a little stuff and like make yourself a little breakfast and go out and hike and do whatever, fish, whatever. Um, they're just, they're ideal. You know, we had our, just the two of us and our little dog. Right. It was perfect. I love those. It was such a good idea. Well, what we need to do is go down and fly fish during the total eclipse. Yeah, that works. That's right. <laughs> you can, you yeah. can get the motion down. Get the, <laughs> pull up. That's exciting. Let's that, do that. Would be, that would be pretty neat to see that on the river. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Sterling, that's a really good yeah. idea. I know. I'm excited to tell people on the podcast as kind of some of these plans come together. Like, go to this park and we'll be doing this. Go to this park and this will be happening. You know, like, I'm excited about And we're selling glasses now, too. So yes. Mm. I know. I'm yes. working at the, if you come to our, well, it's closed now because it's Christmas Day. But we have a, uh, on our store, we have a, an eclipse package. You can get a t-shirt and some glasses and a, yeah, it's a whole a sticker. Um, that sticker right there. You can't see it because it's listening, but uh, yes. I have it on my cup. Um, that's so cool. Um, um, what? So we talked about your favorite state park, but I'm curious, what are some of your places across the state park system where you're like, hey, not a people, not a lot of people know about this thing, but it's so cool. Go see it. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many hidden treasures, right? Because right. people know about things like the Robbers Cave Stables and they know about, you know, like there's things that everybody mm-hmm. knows to go do. Right. But I want to know your kind of pro tips. Like what are your hidden gems? Well, you, I mean, I like, I like 10 killer because uh, oh, they have, they have all park. the cliffs. So yeah. now you can't walk out on the cliffs like sure. you used to yeah. because of safety. But that goes really, it's a really just a beautiful area when you mm-hmm. come across the dam. You're looking back towards the park, you yeah. have the cliffs. I mean, it's really a beautiful area. Yeah. And I mean, and then, you you know, a hit place is uh, Bernice State Park. Oh, it's a great On park. Grand Lake. They have a mm-hmm. nature center. And I was out there a few weeks ago and uh, they have a, a couple of raccoons that came from yeah. the Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, and yes. one of them's albino, one is uh, translucent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, they have a prairie dog. And the, <laughs> yeah. na- the naturalist had the prairie dog out scratching his stomach and the thing <laughs> is going to sleep in her hand like a cat. And I mean, just awesome. a lot of amazing things. And then they had the, what's the big, big rabbits called? That, uh, uh, I think it had to be 15 okay. or 20 pounds. Wow. I can't remember I what they called. And it was like a dog. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it would prop its feet up on your leg and she oh would and give it a carrot. And wow. so, I mean, just things like that. That's I mean, awesome. People, you know, that's kind of just, that's a hidden area. Yeah. The Grand Lake area. It's great. Cool stuff. Yeah. Across the state. I, well, I have some friends we, who have a cabin up in Spavanaugh, and we always go to Spavanaugh mm-hmm. and swim. And right. I go up there and hang out. Because that little swimming hole right there is great. It's a great little, right, right below the spillway there. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about, too, because I always want to encourage, I always tell people, like, when you go to a state park, I want to talk about the state park staff. Because right. they're amazing. Great. The people yes. who work in our state parks are unbelievable human beings every last one of them and we think the world of them so um kind of talk a little bit about like what people you know what the staff can how they can help what they can do if you you know not even just like if you need help but just come to a state park okay what do we do now you can add like they're so eager to talk and help people and point out things our staff is very knowledgeable in the the park that specific park area yeah yeah go and ask them i mean there's some things going all the time you know activities and stuff uh, go yeah. to the park office. We have a great staff, and we have a you know a lot of our staff's been around longevity wise a long oh, time. Oh yeah, you know I mean? and it's it's great because you have that institutional knowledge. You know, like Bowling Springs is a great park also, and you know right behind the offices you actually have a spring that comes up mm-hmm. and a little shelter over. It's just yeah. really cool area, just different different variety across the whole state. Do you know what I love about them is they know well. 
they've been really good to me about sharing fishing spots, mm-hmm. which people are not usually good about sharing fishing right. spots. But the state, if you are at a state park and you want to go fishing, ask the staff because they know where to go. Exactly. They, they've got like, I mean, sometimes they'll be like, we're well, going to want to hike three miles back up in the, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, right. Sometimes it's that kind of a fishing yes. spot, but it's always worth it. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's what I was, even when I'm not there to fish, I'm like, where's a good fishing spot? And Where I kind of mentioned that, you know, here's what's amazing. Just the wildlife you can see. Yeah. And the, you know, we talked about the porcupines down at Course Mountain. Yeah. You've got the deer population at Sequoia. Mm-hmm. I mean, just all, just you may see a red fox. You might see a bobcat. I mean, it's yeah. just all over. I mean, it's just amazing. Then, you know, we saw the pictures from Black Mesa yeah. on the uh, cinnamon bear. Yes. I mean, it's That's just so amazing, cool. the, you know, the different types of wildlife across Oklahoma and Absolutely. I was hiking when we were down in Beaver's Bend last, I was hiking the Friends Trail and I saw a woodpecker mm-hmm. and I just, I've ne- I've seen a woodpecker probably three times my whole life and it went flying right above me and I was like, <gasps> I could, cause I could hear it for right. ever before that. And then all of a sudden I look up and there it goes. And yep. I was, it was so amazing. And then, you know, like watching the deer come out at the Beaver's Bend Lodge, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's always so fun. Right. Um, yeah. The wildlife is such a Fant- I almost ran over a porcupine at Quartz mm-hmm. one time. I had to slam my brakes on. It came running out. Keyword yeah. almost. Almost. <laughs> no, a porcupine is fine. It lives yeah, to tell the tale. Uh, but yeah, it was it was in a big hurry wherever it was going. But yeah, I just that's always so fun. And the animal ambassadors program that you mentioned is mm-hmm. great. Um, and it's that we have we have animals you can meet at several state parks, and yeah. that's always a lot of fun. And you know, just like the otter, sequoia. Yeah. Uh, and so we have this variety of the beaver. I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing different the different nature centers you go to within our state parks, the different type of wildlife you, opportunities you may have to interact with. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sterling, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're excited about state parks. We can't wait to see what's coming in 2024. I'm excited about it, and, and hopefully this time next year we'll have a, a capital improvement bond issue going on, and we'll go. We'll have you back on to talk all about it. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right, thanks. Thanks. Well, uh, Sterling's just the nicest guy, he is, so I'm glad... One, I'm glad we had him on the show. Two, I'm glad we have him here uh, at State Parks. Same. Same. Is there a park, we talked about this a minute ago, but is there a, like if you had to say what is your State Park resolution for 2024, is there a specific park you want to go to? Hmm. I've never been to Worcester. That's a good park. Yeah. Yeah, Those cabins are great. I would also like to go to Greenlee if I have never, I still haven't been to Greenlee. That's like the big one I haven't ever been to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the biggest park I've ever been to is Greenleaf. That's the one we went to growing up. Yeah. You've been there the most. So many, uh, so many years at Greenleaf. Okay. Megan, let's go to, let's leave right now. But it's been updated. It's been updated since I went. (laughs) So, uh, like Megan said, Megan mentioned Robert's Cave earlier. Great park. That'd be one I'd like to check out this year. That's a great park. I love that lot. Or, uh, Beaver's it. Bend while I'm visiting Hojitown for the totally. first time. Totally, yeah. 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 Absolutely, yes. We like all this. What about you, Carly? Worcester. Oh, you said Worcester. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. I was like, got so involved. <laughs> um, cool. Well, well, speaking of Carly, I believe it, it. it's probably Carly's turn to go first. Merry in Christmas, terms of Carly. These get to go plumbing first. the TravelOK.com <laughs> event calendar for our <laughs> weekly pod events. This is, a, this is a good one. You did it. You shopped till you dropped. You rocked around the Christmas tree into the wee hours of night. You once again did Santa's job for him and bought presents for every human you've ever met, or so it seems. You got through Christmas once again, my friend, so breathe a sigh of relief, finish off the eggnog, and treat yourself to a visual spectacular where the kids and their annoying, noisy toys aren't allowed to go. On December 31st, renowned Las Vegas entertainer Adele Wolf will host her mm. New Year's Eve Follies at the Oklahoma City Civic Center. This Vegas-style review will feature burlesque performers, circus acts, and plenty more adult thrills. There also will be a mix of local acts and talent from Moulin Rouge, Cirque du Soleil, and Absinthe Las Vegas. 
tickets are 57 to 87, and people under 18 will not be permitted. <laughs> Visit AdeleWolf.com slash productions to buy tickets and learn, and learn more. And her name is spelled A-D-E-L-E. Like the singer. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've heard those shows are great. I've never been to one, but she's supposedly just amazing, like the best at what she does. Yeah. I love so burlesque. Here, so. It's costumes and music yeah. and fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it sounds like a nice, like, anti-Christmas celebration. Yeah. Well, and it's perfect. a good way to spend New Year's Eve. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. It's kind of, it fits that New Year um, vibe you're looking for. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. If you're looking to bring some burlesque type energy into your 2024. <laughs> oh, well, I am. For, for always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Nathan, do you have an event for us? I do. I feel like I was born to write this event, and I'm sure that's why you gave it to me, mm-hmm. Ben, because um, you're good at curating these things. Uh, because anyone who knows me knows that I am the most... There's not a second place here on the planet Earth. I am the most rabid fan of Tina Turner that that's there is. Right. Like, sit down, Oprah. <laughs> sit it on down. I got this. Okay, Winfrey. Uh, on the on the other hand, it's hard because a Tina Turner died this year. Yes. Uh, and I was like like legitimately grieved. Mm-hmm. Like I was really sad. Like this is someone whose music like raised me practically. Like it's like a third parent. Uh, as, and B. Okay, so that was a sad thing. Uh, and B. As I know, this show is going to be good, right? Like won a ton of Tonys. Like. It's getting, it's gotten rave reviews everywhere it's gone from Broadway, from London to Broadway and everywhere. Um, so when the Tina, when Tina, the Tina Turner musical, comes to Oklahoma City's Civic Center Music Hall, December twenty sixth through thirty first, you're gonna want to go see it. It won a ton of Tonys. Like I said, it's a powerhouse performance. It's a musical tour through the catalog of one of the greatest and biggest selling solo artists of all time, the queen of rock and roll herself. Covers hits from A Fool in Love to Proud Mary to What's Love Got to Do With It, The Best, Nutbush City Limits, and more. Mm. I'm just torn about I'm, I don't know if I'm going to see it. Here's the thing, because I saw Tina Turner twice when she was alive. Yeah. And it's a little bit like, oh... Like my, my, actually my older brother actually had tickets to it in New York and texted me. I was like, Hey, I've got these tickets. Do you want to like, I'd give them to, I, I can't go mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford to go to New York, but I was like, I saw her live twice. Like what's this show going to show me? Um, so I saw her, yeah, I saw her in North Carolina in 2000 and in Kansas City in 2009. I'm not sure how a musical is going to measure up um, because those shows were just absolute right. church services, I'm telling you. Like, I don't know if you can live up to no the one, actual... Uh, no one yes. burned down a stage like Tina Turner and no one ever will. But if you didn't get the privilege to see her live, you got to see this musical because mm-hmm. it's the closest you're ever going to get. And it's an inspiring story, as you know, of survival. And you know the music's amazing. So you don't need another hero. You need tickets to this mm. show. So call 405-594-8300 or visit okcbroadway.com. I believe um, that show starts the day after day Christmas. After Christmas. So I know Tomorrow. a lot of people are going to be getting uh, tickets to that show when they're yeah. stopping maybe. Yeah, and uh, OKC Broadway, like everything they do is so great. Mm-hmm. Like they bring such good shows to Oklahoma City. They really do. Um, so anything that they do, you should go see. But I think that's going to be a really good show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, photo editor Megan Rossman, what is this your event? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You still have to do that. Yes, I just kind of... This was on video, so Megan that we could was see. in 2024 just then. She was... She, she was left. at the Tina Turner musical. She had head. left her body. I was, I was thinking about things. Yeah. <laughs> you were thinking about <laughs> Tina Turner's legs, I know. Lunch. Lunch. Lunch, no, per, as per usual. I was thinking about voting. Oh, oh yeah. well, it is an election. That's true. I had important this. thoughts on my yeah. brain. I'm sorry, everyone. It's all good. 
years ago, <laughs> I saw Weezer at a casino in El Reno. And that's not a limerick. On December 29th, <laughs> fans have another chance to see those 90s garage rock superstars take the stage at the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. The audience will enjoy the beautifully distorted guitar riffs of classics like Buddy Holly and Say It Ain't So, alongside newer singles like I Want a Dog and A Little Bit of Love. Also, a heads up for fans, these guys are in the early stages of their legacy years, so tickets begin no. at $129 wow. for this wow. show. Weezer. But if you're a super fan with a little cash to burn, you could turn this into a high roller weekend to remember at the casino resort. For more information, visit ChoctawCasinos.com and click on events. I actually love Weezer. I would, I'm, maybe I'll get tickets to that. I might actually get tickets to that show. That sounds like fun. That's I, not New Year's I do Eve, enjoy is, it? That's, huh? is that the day before New Year's Eve? It's a couple of days. It's, oh, okay. Did I say I, no, December 29th? No, I was just wondering if it yeah. was New Year's Eve. No. Yeah, no. It is the weekend that precedes it. December 29th. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen shows at that casino before. I saw Toad the Wet Sprocket and Counting Crows there. And they were oh, really? That's a really good place to see a show. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that it is, yeah. but I just, you know, as a... I don't know. When I, when I see $129 for a ticket, I'm personally like, well, yeah, I'm well, out. Starting out. Any, anytime yeah. it's any like 90s band from the era of like never sell out. Like, and it's like, well, you didn't have a problem. I don't know like, if Weezer was one of those, but, you know, I don't like, either, I, I enjoyed them very much. The 90s just had this, like, anti-establishment in that ethos, era, supposedly, but, like, everyone still took a Ticketmaster, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love Weezer. This one's a good I mean, show. Eddie Vedder fought a good fight, but... He did. He did. Mm. He couldn't, he God, couldn't overcome. so grizzled. We're such 90s veterans. <laughs> the two young people on the podcast are, like, moving on. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I have an event, so I should probably. I want to know now. what it is. Yes, um, I don't care that there aren't any pages left on your daily rip calendar. If a big ball somewhere doesn't raise or drop or make some other kind of slow and steady movement, we are all staying in 2023. I, for one, absolutely cannot be stuck in this year because the movie version of the musical adaptation of Mean Girls is supposed to come out in 2024. <laughs> My resolution is to finally make Fetch happen. So in order to avoid a Freaky Friday or Parent Trap or some other kind of horrific Lindsay Lohan scenario, you can bet I'll be in Pawnee this Sunday for the New Year's Eve ball drop on the square, a ritual that will surely bring us into the blessed year of Mean Girls 2024 starring <laughs> Tina Fey, Andrew Rice, and John Hamm. Bring your whole family or your toxic clique of frenemies. <laughs> All are welcome. There will be live music, a bonfire, fireworks, and plenty of cheer for this annual send-off. Warm up your hands with a cup of hot chocolate by the bonfire or chow down on some black-eyed peas for good luck. And don't forget to have someone special by your side for that magical New Year's kiss when the ball drops. Just not Aaron Samuels. That's Regina's (laughs) ex-boyfriend. If you haven't seen the movie, my sincere apologies. You should definitely see Pawnee for New Year's, though. You can begin gathering at Courthouse Square at 10 or 10.30 p.m. Bring a blanket or lawn chair, um, because you're probably going to want to sit down at some point. For some more information, call 918-762-2108 or visit pawneechamberofcommerce.org. 
That's I love. First of all, Pawnee's a cool town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good place to spend New Year's Eve. But I love that it's like just come at like ten or ten thirty or whatever. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting well, that they're uh, starting so late. But I yeah. mean, it is a new uh, midnight is no, sort but of. I, the... I actually appreciate that because a lot of you don't get like a New Year's Eve thing. It's like come at seven, and then you're like, <laughs> okay, like five, five hours, hours yeah, later. I, I know. I'm locked into a five hour event. Great. Yeah, yeah, I know. Or you leave early and you go home, and you're like, well, no one's asleep. We don't have. Yeah, so I like that ten or ten thirty. I like. Yes. I can only commit one hour to exactly. an event. Watching totally. the new year tick over on your uh, microwave. If you're clock. really cool, show up at eleven fifteen. Yes. Cool. Right. Well, that would be right on time. Uh, um, that's funny. Well, for the star of the show today, uh, I'm going with uh, Sterling Zierley. Um, Sterling, yes, he's a yeah. superstar. We love Sterling. We yeah, do love Sterling. Star. Yes, and our Oklahoma State Barks. Starling. It, yes, Zierly. Starling. Ah. Uh. Uh, indeed. <laughs> well, uh, let me find. We my changed your name, page. buddy. We did. <laughs> well, if you like the show and you still can't get enough, head to OklahomaToday.com or pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com. We'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song, editing, and production help by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye, 2023, and Happy New Year! Oh, wow. Bye, I like 2023. That. I like that.